I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese, Minigoji at Sopolis. I have a dream. Honey, cut. Bartler. Eh, the fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy have asked to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goo blood. He has the goo blood. Get out! Get out, man, you ain't got... Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is he a fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew Stoke were that good. Yay! Hello everyone and welcome to the OnlyFans Football Podcast, episode 14, Adzi. I didn't know we were live, Kieran. I know, I thought it was a bit spontaneous to it was a bit spontaneous. play the Celtic goal. The Celtic have just scored yeah. <laughs> and I've lowered the telly down because I did. I actually did not know we were on. I wanted to catch you off guard to uh, yeah. celebrate that. Mm. But, um, Jersey of the week this week, Kieran, of course, the jersey I'm wearing, the Celtic way of the season, but we'll get into it. I suppose, do you want to start with Jersey of the Week? I mean, uh, I don't really care that much, but yeah, if you want. Uh, this week's Jersey of the Week is the Celtic um, away black jersey, um, 2022, fucking hell. I can't believe we're in 2022, um, 2023. I basically, I got this jersey before I went on holiday to uh, Portugal. People will, will remember you had Dan on for that podcast. I, I don't know why, I just seen in, in I think it was JD Sports. And I think I'd gotten a healthy tip that week in work. And I was like, John, I'm just going to buy it. I think I spent about 90 euro on it. So completely extortionate. It's modelled off, I think, in 1998. So the Gawai jersey, which was also black and green. But I am modelling the the, kit, the jersey of the week this week. I'm wearing it. Um, it's not hung up on the wall. <laughs> Complete happenstance. Just because Celtic got playing. I was like, I'm going to wear it. Two boards, one stone. This is the jersey of the week. And yes. you know what, Adzi? I think just because... He scored the goal that started the podcast. I'm going to name this episode the Georgios Gikomakis. All right. Crazy name, isn't it? I mean, it's a really long name. Yeah. Like, you're going to be like putting that around the OnlyFans logo. But, um, um, Georgios Gikomakis, I think. We, we were doing this man no justice at all. But it was a lovely goal as well. He took it very well to put Celtic. 1-0 in front. We're coming uh, towards the end of the Champions League, aren't we? This is yeah. like the... the gr- I, I, do you know what, right? And Jerry, you know Jerry now. You've met Jerry a couple of times. Um, avid um, Manchester United suffer. <laughs> um, he hates the group sides of the Champions League. And it's a really weird hatred. And it's like, oh, it's, you know, there's no there's no drama in or anything. It's like, yeah, but it's the best competition in the world, isn't it? Yeah, I see the argument for it. But at the same time, I think some of the games are really, really good. Like mm. you have so many games going on at once, you just have to get the right one. Yeah, that sort of catches your eye. But mm. yeah, I suppose we'll move into our uh, or our weeks actually very quickly. Um, yeah, grand week, cran. Um, I'm trying to think what I did. Um, it's getting bad, isn't it? you can't remember what you're doing. But we were we were working at a, an eighties nineties disco here on on um, Friday night, and Peter Andre was was at it. 
Um, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know he was still doing gigs or mysterious girl being the main. I didn't song. even know he was there. Neither did I. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember, but someone came up to us at the start and was like, "Is Peter Andre actually here?" And we were like, "No." <laughs> and then when he came on, I was like, "Oh fuck! I should have known that he was here." Uh, but yeah, no, that was kind of just made someone's day, I suppose. Yeah, no, it's like, it's like at the Royal Rumble when someone comes back and he don't know they're coming back. It's like when John Cena came back after an in injury. I'm air quoting this for nine months, and he comes back after three. He was elf. He was literally recording the film. You know what I mean? Oh, I think that's flattering to Peter Andre. That comparison. It's true. Yeah. True. Um, Peter Andre is not watch um, to music. What John Cena is wrestling as well, but. Um, yeah, I know it was a grand week, and then on Saturday, Kieran, yeah. I was in work again. But I went for a few points with with the lads, Rory, Dave, and I. I met them after. I met Dan after as well. Actually, I, I didn't say it. Dan McLovin. Dan McLovin. We went for points, and we were we were making gambles, Kieran. We were making bets in the pub in Hines in a uh, the Stony Batter Strip. Sounds very illegal to me. I mean, it's not really. It's a gentleman's agreement based on football. Um. That's illegal. It's not, though, is it? Sorry, Adam. Uh, get your facts right, girl. <laughs> Basically, Dave bet Rory 20 euro that Arsenal were going to win the league. And uh, I bet Aina 20 euro that Liverpool will finish in the top three of the Premier League, which I don't think is half as scandalous as Arsenal winning the Premier League. I think Dave has pissed away 20 euro. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and yeah, I was actually I was doing the commentary as well on Saturday for Shells' penultimate WNL game with. The legend Shauna, as per usual, uh, great crack. Um, there was a part of the game. Shells won two 0 by the way, and they're now top of the WNL with a game left, um, away to Wexford who are second. And should they win, they'll win the league, and vice versa. Wexford win, I'm pretty sure they win the league. Um, but it was a great day as per usual, Shauna. Um, one of our best moments, I think, as a duo came when uh, Shauna came up to the country late for the second half. I say late. As the as um, the game was kicking off, so I had to. I was chatting away until Shauna was was able to, and the reason why it was because Shauna was eating a bar of chocolate, an arrow, and drinking a cup of tea, and we're got. Well, I'll send her on the clip, and you can play it in. But um, basically, it was a conversation about Kevin not having mint, um, and it was quite funny. But yeah, that that was kind of the Saturday, and then Monday night, um, I was last night. I was doing the commentary for. Shells and UCD in Talton Park absolutely bitter on the gantry with me Kieran was um, Derek Prendergast who won the league with Shells a couple of years ago so it was a bit of a bit of a weird moment I literally said to him I was like the last time I seen you was in the bar in Talton when Shells won the league and we were both arrogant and he was like yeah no that's, that's gas and he was, he was a real down to earth fella he was a great player as well for Shells I think he's with Bowles and Drogda as well so lovely chap but I think I remember that name Mm, he was yeah. there I think he said to me he was there for three seasons but yeah a really lovely chap um, and it was a great experience again it's what a whirlwind season it's been um, nearly come to a close but yeah that was my week Kieran how was yours? yeah pretty good Adam pretty good um, I'm more intrigued to what's to come though because there's a lot to come uh, I was at the back page on Saturday watching Chelsea United with about 6 or 7 United fans lots of fun one Chelsea fan there as well shout out Josh Sounds um, absolutely dreadful. Yeah, it was good crack. Um, it was a good game as well. Very tactical game, but we'll get into that a bit later. Um, but yeah, I was there. Ate a lovely bit of pizza. Mm. Bit of, uh, jalapenos, Katie Taylor. Mm. Can't go wrong. 
cannot go wrong. Um, really, really nice. Back page piece is still holding up, by the way. Still. I think, to be honest with you, I think it's the best thing about the back page. Mm. But yeah, uh, this week I am graduating at the end. I am becoming a, a human being. I, I think that's a bit of a stretch. You're, <laughs> you're graduating from what? <laughs> being like a fetus and becoming a human being. Is that, is that what you're graduating from? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that is happening on Thursday. I'm very excited. Mm. I'm going to see all my old buds from college again for the last time <laughs> until we say goodbye forever. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the way life is, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, yeah, and then I'm off to Spain on Saturday. Mm. A little uh, surprise going away present, or sorry, Rendezvous. graduation present going away, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Rendezvous to a. Uh... It's Malaga, around Malaga area. If you want to see me next <laughs> week, I'll be there. <laughs> but, um, yeah that's 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 what's to come and I'm very excited to be honest mm. but there'll be no podcast next week unless you pull something together I'll, I'll, I'll try something together I'll try I'll attempt we'll get into it I suppose Kieran. yeah we'll get into the week the the Barclays Kieran was back Barclays and, and I literally <laughs> said, I literally said to you last I was like I've not watched one minute I watched the match back obviously because I have absolutely no self esteem <laughs> Or self respect and don't don't mind watching us lose. But um, now I watched Liverpool match back, and I of course watch match a day. But the games I'll be looking at this week here on is obviously Forest one Liverpool nil, Man City three Brighton one, and then the game on Sunday the Sunday game leads to from three. Um, you have the Everton game, the Chelsea game, and Spurs the Spurs game yesterday. Of course, they lost Newcastle. But um, yeah, we'll jump right into it. Um, Forest one Liverpool nil. And I remember when I was doing the game with Sean on, on Saturday, one of the lads said to me, I was like, did you see the game? I was like, no, I didn't see it. Um, they're like, are you surprised? And to be honest with you, I wasn't really surprised because the only thing that's been consistent about Liverpool this season, you're laughing, but I actually genuinely wasn't. The only thing that's been consistent about Liverpool this season has been how inconsistent they've been. You know what I mean? They go and beat the best team in the Premier League one week. Do a job against West Ham and the term do a job. But Forrest are the best team in the Premier League. What, because Steve Cooper's there? Yeah. They want Ned exactly. <laughs> You said exactly right. It's two wins in the Premier League followed by a loss to Forrest who hadn't won an eight. And they're kind of going, what, what the fuck's going on? Like, now you can look at Liverpool's injuries, like there's a lot of injuries there down to the bare bones. The main kind of takeaway I took from it was Liverpool are still yet to win an away game in the Premier League this season and that's simply not good enough for a team looking to play in Champions League. I know they got the 7-0 win against Rangers in the Champions League, but still, it's it's not good enough in terms of the Premier League. I was looking at the Forest lineup going into it, and I seen, obviously, Toivo, Awani, Dean Henderson in goal, and I was saying to myself, this is just written. <laughs> this is just written for uh, an Awani goal and a Henderson masterclass. That's what prevailed, I think. Joe Gomez, who... Was great against Man City. Got man of the match against Man City. Really marshaled Haaland well in that game. Just couldn't deal with Awani for whatever reason. I don't know why. I don't know why it was, but he fails him on the lead up to the goal. That Forrest get, um, and yeah, it just wasn't great from Gomez. And the goal itself came from a Gibbs white corner on the halfway line, and Steve Cook finds himself unmarked on the edge of the box and slashes it in. And that's, that's a problem in itself. Cook unmarked and whacks the ball in. And Owani has one bite in it. Allison saves and then he has to tap in to make it 1-0. And it was, to be honest with you, Liverpool from open playing play, create fuck all. 
So Forest were much deserving of the goal. There was a few chances for Van Dyke. I think um, I have that written down. Yeah. Yeah. He like put it across goal when mm. maybe he should have shot, but I think it was a good idea if he just planted a mm. bit better. But um, could have had a hat trick. Yeah. yeah. So he had three. He genuinely had three chances from set pieces. That was the first one from Van Dyke. Tries to head it two towards Firmino. The second one towards the end of the game goes with his left foot, and he just completely missed kicks and it goes wide. And again, you can see in his face, especially for the first one in his face, he's like he's laughing. Mm. He's like, right, I'm not letting that happen again. Then the second one happens, and he goes, right, I'm definitely not letting that happen again. And then obviously the third one comes around, and it's a free header, free header in the six yard box, with about two minutes left, if that. And Henderson, in fairness to him, unbelievable save, gets down well, um, stops it from going in, and then that was kind of it, Milner. He like Milner, James Milner was good in the game. You know, Forrest could have had another goal. He made a great block against Gibbsway, and then Allison made a great save from Yates as well. So Forrest, after they got the goal, and Liverpool kind of had to pursue the game that bit more. Played well, they came out and caused Liverpool a lot of problems. Liverpool's subs were really weird. Trent for Milner, grand. There's no problem with that. Henderson comes on for Carvalho, and I can understand the substitution in a way because Henderson will try and drive the game, get lads going, etc. But that didn't happen when he came on. And then Oxlade-Chamberlain for Firmino. So you're taking off the player who scored the most goals for this season for Chamberlain who hasn't kicked the ball all season. He's unfit. Or they probably brought Chamberlain on for Fabinho because Henderson can sit and play that role. But that's kind of it. Fabinho's legs are gone. He can't run anymore. It's it's, it's unbelievable. But um, yeah, Forrest deservedly 1-0 winners. Um, Liverpool just so inconsistent at the minute. Like I said, I still I still trust Klopp. I still trust the players when they get back fit, but it's not looking good, bro. <laughs> it's not looking good at the minute. And Leeds, um, we'll talk about, about Leeds with him when he comes on, but Leeds haven't won a game in eight games over so it's like, what can he do, you know? Uh, I was about to say, good win for Forrest. I think it's a hard place to go to, mm. um, in a sense. And I, I think I said this at the start of the season, it's going to be a difficult place for people to go to with the atmosphere. And we've seen that on Saturday, the atmosphere is up. Also, never back an early kickoff. Gandhi said that it was it was one of them. Um, early kickoff was always a strange one. And in terms of Liverpool, I think I don't think this condensed schedule is suiting them whatsoever. No. Um, I think they would do better if they had weeks off mm. because of the thinness of the squad. But yeah, that's all I, have to I say just really do you know what it is? I think it's an end of it's just run dry. Like last season, they were able to deal with it. And you could see Klopp milked absolutely everything out of the squad. And they played, obviously, the volume of games they played last season. And I just think now it's just too much. I just think the race, for a lot of players, the race is run. Kieran, the first game you covered the weekend was <coughs> Everton 3. Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace won it? No. Crystal Palace nil, no, yeah. And I was very surprised at how Crystal Palace showed up in this game. Um, they they were defeated from minute one. Um <laughs> And uh, as I was saying about Lampard last week, such poor tactics from him against Spurs. And then this week he shows up and he delivers. On, yeah. um, really good football from Everton in this game. I think they played much more fluid. And it was the fashion figure, uh, Dom Calvert-Lewin, who gets the first <laughs> goal. Um, just back from injury. I think that is a big, big thing for Everton because yeah. he is a good striker. If he can stay fit as um, well. And stay with the magazines. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, great finish with his right foot um, Cavalier in the 11th minute and then the second half comes around 
a lot of people watching this game saying Everton were playing great football. I unfortunately didn't have the chance of watching it, but I did see the second goal and you could see what they were doing. Um, it's Pickford who plays it short to Coleman, I believe. Mm. And from there, it's built up from the back all the way to Mikalenko on the left, mm. who just fires it with Anthony Gordon there to tap it in. And it was a great piece of build-up from Everton. Um, one that we haven't seen since the start of the season. They've always been playing this sort of defensive brand of football. But um, the third goal from Dwight McNeil is of a similar ilk. Mm. Um, it's played into a Wobie. Back heel. Back to Dwight McNeil. Buries it for his... Uh, <laughs> oh, we're not going to say double the amount of goals he had last season. Double the amount of goals he's had <laughs> the last two seasons, I think. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a very good goal for Dwight McNeil. And um, he sort of made it as well. And Everton win the game 3-0. And I think Frank Lampard... I said he needed to be more bold last week and he mm. came out this week and he was bold and he got the result and he won 3-0. That's all I have to say. Very poor result for Palace though. Yeah, I think it's one of those games for Everton where everything just kind of, like it's easy to say, went their way. Like they prepared well and they, they came out playing well. But it's one of those games where everything that Lampard had planned to happen just happened. And yeah, great result for, for Everton. That midfield is very good as well. Garnagay, um Onana and Awobi kind of playing like an auxiliary 10 it's a weird one he's been on but I think this season the Premier League has been defined by players making renaissance you know what I mean having a renaissance arc in the sense of Kepa's back in Chelsea's goal Almiron Almiron's been fucking unbelievable Awobi as well has been great so yeah it's been great result for, for Everton yes Adam we'll move on from Palace Everton to Man City, Brighton. Man City 3, Brighton nil. Erling Haaland on the score sheet twice. Kevin De Bruyne also on the score sheet late on. And Trossard. Leandro Trossard, man, I'm telling you. What a fabulous little player. He was also on the score sheet for Brighton and could have had a second as well. Brighton have lost, right? <laughs> have lost their last eight visits to the Etihad 9 now, including this game. With an aggregate score of 22 or 21-2. I heard that in a match of the day. And I was pissed myself. I was like, oh, grand. That's just, you just know. So you're winning now. Um, and they're winless under Roberto De Zerbi. 3-0 with Liverpool. 1-0 losing Spurs. 2-0 to Brentford. And then the nil over Forest as well. Welbeck. Danny Welbeck gets an opportunity early on. Um, an ambitious. And that's, I mean, I think I'm being nice from there. Shot from about 40 yards out after Ellison made a mistake. City then should have had a penalty. Sanchez. I mean, hacks the ankle off Haaland. I don't know if you're saying this. He literally like nearly takes the ankle off him. Doesn't yeah. get the doesn't get the free kick or the penalty, excuse me, of course. And then it was Haaland who made it one nil, and it was an Ederson assist over the top of the Brighton defence. Haaland just out muscles Adam Webster, who's a big boy. So it's it just shows the strength of Haaland, and then just strolls past Sanchez and taps it in to make it one nil. Um, Var then gave a penalty. Two City for a foul by Lewis and Lewis is it Lewis Dunk is it? It is I think. Um, tripped Bernardo Silva, but I I didn't think it was a foul. To be honest with you, yeah, he was playing strictly come dancing there. Yeah, I, I he was going down as he was as as the tackle was coming in. I was like, he's looking for that. But I thought I thought the Sanchez on Haaland was much more of a penalty. Um, Haaland obviously slots it away. Absolutely, I tell it, absolutely sense. Like if that ball had hit Sanchez, he would have went through the goal. That's how hard. Haaland kicked the ball and then 2-1 just after half time Trossard with a lovely goal but I think it's a bit poor from City in the sense because it was great play from City originally 
to get in front of Brighton's goal and De Bruyne plays into Mares, who strikes it right at Sanchez and you're kind of going put that either side of him and you're scoring he doesn't obviously um, Sanchez obviously then plays there with the Trossard who runs the length of the pitch hits it in the near post of uh, Ederson's goal Ederson should save it Ederson's save percentage this season is 56% he's conceded 12 goals um, that's the worst save percentage in the league <laughs> So I think that... I'd say he faces know. less shots though, generally. Yeah, but it's, I think the shots that he does face, he doesn't save. Like, Allison has 13 conceded, I think. Um, and his save percentage is like 80%. I just think it's an interesting stat. And then obviously De Bruyne makes 3-1. Tons of space to just lash a pass Sanchez. Great finish, don't get me wrong. But um, I'm just thinking if, if, that, if that wasn't Man City, I feel like the space wouldn't be there. But look at... Bernardo creates the space well and, and um, De Bruyne puts it away. But yeah, Man City 3, Brighton 1 is the end result then. Brighton suffering from Potter tax. Mm-hmm. They're missing Potter big time. Um, it's a tough job to come into the survey, especially after the job uh, Potter's done. And like he's he's trying a lot of the same things, you know what I mean? He is trying his hardest, but I just, it's just not working for him at the minute, unfortunately for him. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, City... Firmly putting the pressure on Arsenal now. Yeah. Um, I still think it's their league to lose. To yeah. Be they're playing very good football. And we move on to Chelsea United, the marquee mm. game of the week. It wasn't a very great game to watch for the neutral, I would say, but it was a very tactical game of football. I think Ten Hag and Potter are very tactical managers and showed in that first half, United absolutely dominated us. They had us in, the, in, in our own half for 35 minutes. And then Potter brings off Kukurea. For Kovacic in the 35th minute because he sussed out that we were just getting absolutely a run the midfield. From then on, Chelsea get back into the game, up the possession stats, and the whole game was like a game of chess. There wasn't many chances. I think Anthony had a chance with his right, he should have maybe scored. Chelsea had a couple of chances, half chances through Aubameyang. Honestly, not much to write home about. And then you had the penalty incident when Broja goes to the ground from McTominay who comes on for United it's one of them I don't know should it be given I think it was a penalty personally I don't think there's much you can argue against but Jorginho slots home then to make it 1-0 and then I'm giving it large to the lads it didn't work out well <laughs> uh, Casemiro converts from a Luke Shaw cross outnumbered at the back post Chilwell uh, two players on that back post and Nothing Kepa could do really. He tried if he had longer arms, maybe, but that's that's the stupid argument. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he played well the whole game. Pickford suffers with that. <laughs> <laughs> he played well the whole game, in my opinion, but uh, it just wasn't enough. It was one all. Stalemate, great tactical battle. That's what I have written now. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the thing with it was from a Chelsea point of view, when you're one nil up, you don't want to be dropping points in the last minute. It was a good goal from Casemiro, like it was a good head, and Kepa just couldn't keep it out, but. Yeah, it's, it's it's one of them. I think when we predicted it jokingly last week, I do think I said one all, so I'm happy with that. But um, yeah, it's, you know, I didn't think I don't think there's a whole lot between Chelsea and United overall. I think they're two teams that are kind of in a, a mini kind of rebuild. Do you know in the last fifteen games they played against each other, there's only been three results other than the draw. Well, which is crazy, mm. and that's in the league. Like. Yeah, so that just shows proves your point there. Yeah, and um, we move on. Adzi, what have we got next? Um, Will I go Leeds and Fulham because I think I think Spurs was a late yeah. game, wasn't it? <laughs> um, yes, Leeds two, Fulham three. 
Rodrigo and Somerville on the score sheet for Leeds. Mitro, Bobby, De Cordova, Reed, and William. <laughs> William on the score sheet for Fulham. Fucking hell. What a, what poor a Ian. Oh, no, not poor Ian. Fuck him. <laughs> Leeds is training gear. Multicolored, like pink, green, or not green, pink, orange, purple. Beautiful. Really, really nice training gear. Um, Harry Wilson was back for fun as well, which I think is massive for them because he was a player from last season that was really one of the best players, simple as. Leeds early on gave up an opportunity to Fulham and Harrison Reed gets in and he shoots and it was Rocket on the line um, for Leeds and then it was Cock who got it out. Um, but it was Leeds who took the lead then. It was Harrison. Harrison had a chance. Um, the shot was blocked but it looped over into the sky and over the Fulham defenders and Rodrigo was there for a simple header for his fifth goal of the season. It was one all then to a, um, a Pereira corner. Another player was having a bit of a renaissance this season. And it was a lovely ball. It was right into the front post. And Mitro puts it in. Bamford then had a great chance to make it 2-1. And if I'm, the main point I have written about Leeds. Like what you said about United and Chelsea. The little point chat at the end. Um, Leeds, they just give up so many opportunities. And then don't take the ones they create. Like this game's three all, so it shows you kind of the nature of it. But Bamford to make it two, it's a great chance. They Cordoba Reed, no marking at all, like literally zero marking. And um, he makes it two one, and then a blink of an eye, three one. It was Reed. He takes a pass, all the Leeds defenders basically, and he passes it to William, who's unmarked. Um, when the goal goes in, Jesse Marsh kicks a bib in anger, and he's like, "Come on, guys! God damn it!" Um, but yeah he, he looks he looks so completely lost what a goal Jesus wept I'm sorry fucking hell is that Mudrick I think it is Mudrick for Shakhtar mother of God I'm so sorry for that um, but yeah it sounds like a drawn one all here but yes um, Leeds make a 3-2 um, Gellhard and Somerville um, coming together to make a 3-2 it was a pass through to Somerville from Gellhart. he just takes past Leno Jess Marsh tells match of the day we are together we are not happy <laughs> And that was it. And that was that was Leeds three or Leeds two full three. Oh, he's getting sacked in the morning. Mm. I think it's coming, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the next Sunday. Game. Yeah, yeah, the late Sunday game, and this is the sort of turn of the guard. I I brand this because I think Newcastle are the new Spurs. Controversial wow. opinion. Fucks. In fuck what cotton. sense? Just out of interest. They're they're just the new Spurs. Are the Spurs are finished? They're past it. Like as in a team who are like up and around it. Yeah. Okay. Callum Wilson gets the goal for uh, Newcastle. A question of all, of uh, foul on Hugo Lloris, but I think it was a bit bit of uh, semantics from Lloris to make it look like a foul. Oh, it's never a foul. Yeah. <laughs> never a foul. I don't know why he was playing that. Um, but yeah, Wilson buries it with his right foot. And then Almiron gets the second goal for Newcastle. What an improvement, Adam. What an improvement. Dribbles past Longley like he's not even there. I mean, that wouldn't be hard. And then Sesson Young also... <laughs> On toast, two of them. Yeah. Um, and Almiron, what an improvement. Six goals in 12 games for him. It was a great goal, wasn't it? It was a lovely um, bit of play to get past his man and he just slots it away. And Jack Grealish, I tell you, looks like an absolute dope after saying what you said today, yeah. That's the problem with saying stuff like that, isn't it? Mm. Um, Kane gets a consolation, uh, beats Trippier at the back post, but the rain really contributed to this game, um, in the second half especially the crowd did not get as involved because they end up coming out late I know this sounds a bit mad but they end up mm. coming out late because how bad the rain was in the second yeah. half it was torrential mm. and there was no crowd for Spurs to draw on 
I think that might have influenced the game slightly. Mm. But Newcastle, much the better team. I think Almiron was terrific. Joe Linton, terrific. Grimares. Unreal. I think Grimares is the best player in Premier League at the minute. And On form. I, I don't think that's controversial either. Yeah, he's good. He's mm. t- top four contenders as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm. But, uh, yeah, that's that was the weekend that was the Premier League. We're going to skim through the results very quickly. Kane, Kane and Trippier as well had a little spill. Um, but, yes, the rest of the games, Kieran, this weekend, Aston Villa 4, Brentford 0. I want a penalty from Giroud. Bre- uh, yeah, Brentford 0. Southampton 1, Arsenal 1. Um, surprise there. I think Arsenal, I think we both, we're both in agreement that Arsenal will... Um, fall out of the toilet race and it will just be seized to win mm. or seized to lose even Wolves nil Leicester 4 I mean where did this come from did I think see? those two results those two 4 nils where did they come from mm. Gerard sacked as well we haven't yeah. even talked about that and it's like I think well, we will be talking about momentarily a little, a little spoiler there <laughs> Leicester were really good like I was amazed at how, how they came out now Wolves seem to be a bit of a shambles now at the minute to be honest still haven't got a manager they're relying on a Diego Costa probably isn't as good a football as what he was um, so yeah that's a bit of a model there West Ham 2 Bournemouth 0 um, Bournemouth's unbeaten streak since losing 9-0 to Liverpool comes to an end Gary O'Neill still doing quite the job there in fairness to him but yeah that was the weekend that was um, Kieran, your goal of the week I'm giving it to um, I'm going to give it to Almiron for yeah. his goal against Spurs mm. I think it was a great goal and it just shows how much he's improved to mm. dribble a pass the defender and to get the finish off as well mm. brilliant yeah, I'm going to give mine to Yuri Tielemans against Wolves. I don't know if you've seen this. I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. It was across from the left, and he just volleys it in. And you know what Tielemans is like. He can be a bit lazy, but when he does things like that, you're like, Jesus Christ, you'd love him at Jack Lowe. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Tielemans gets my goal of the week. Your god of the week, Kieran. Casemiro. Well, I thought he was brilliant, in the first, especially in the first 35 minutes of the game, dictated the game for United. And I really think he's made a difference to United in the field. I think they're honestly up there with one of the best midfields in the league with Ericsson and Casemiro. Mm. I think they are. Um, and yeah, he's head- settled in well, has he? The header at the end, Adam, as well. Mm. Unbelievable header. Um, fair play to him. That's got a goal of the week. Yeah, likewise, I'm going with Cheku Kuyate, who played obviously a defensive position for Forrest in their win over Liverpool. Watching the game back, and it really brought me back to that night in Naples <laughs> in September with Zambo and Guisa. I remember we, we had a Zambo and Guisa loving in the chat. He was unbelievable that night. And that's what Kuyate played like. He was all over the pitch. He had three out of three successful tackles, two clearances, 12, 11 recoveries, which is unbelievable. He, was dispossessed. he wasn't dispossessed once in the game either. A bit like Anguisa that day. 70% successful passing. And three big chances created. I think um, Cheku Kuyate is fully deserving of my God of the Week this week. This fellow Ronaldo is a cod. And our cod of the Week this week is... Steve Gerard, Gerard. Stevie G is getting the cut of the week this week purely because Kieran they got spanked by Fulham 3-1 during the week to which he then gets sacked and then the same team and I'm pretty sure there was only like two changes from the week from the midweek game go and smash Brentford 4-0 now Brentford haven't won in an away game all season to go from losing 3-1 to winning 4-0 they I must mean, have hated him 
that, that's 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 the belief that was in the belief was that he lost the dressing room I think it probably just shows the job that Stevie G was doing Carol Right, Kieran, we're going to go now with our Around the World in 60 Seconds. You're going to take us away again. I'm going to count you in in 3, 2, 1. Union Berlin News in Germany, beaten by Bochum with two goals from the Mans, Hoffmann and Holtmann. They certainly put a halt to Union's gallop. In Spain, Rayo Vallecano beat Cadiz 5-1 in a game that included three red cards in Teca, Carcalan and Alvarez all sent off. France, Nantes draw 1-1 to Nice. Ganago with a goal for Nantes before Nicola Pepe scored a 90 plus 7 goal and two red cards were given to Nantes in the 90 plus 8 and 90 plus 10. Lafont and Bamba sent off. <laughs> in the USA, McConaughey's Austin FC advanced 2-1 in the Conference Cup semi-finals in the Texan Derby versus Dallas. Crazy. Um, and finally in Italy, Adam. Milan win 4-1 versus Monolith. Arigi, your man gets a goal. And an assist. I have Azzy will be happy written here. <laughs> um, and Jose fails to beat Napoli at home in a 1-0 win. Austin on the score sheet. For Napoli. Yeah. And that's our Around the World in 60 Seconds this week. Hello everyone, welcome to our video preview of Leeds versus Liverpool. Uh, who's at home in this game? Liverpool are home. Liverpool are home. Mm, okay. Anfield. I, I, I can't see Leeds win this game. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we're here with a, a crying Leeds fan on the phone. Yeah, long time Leeds sufferer um, and friend of the show, my best mate, you know, is on the phone to us in. Um, let the viewers know um, why you support Leeds I suppose before we get into the preview but, uh, yeah. first of all thanks very much for the, for the lovely introduction um, I'm sure you say worse things about me when I'm not there but uh, yeah long, long, long time suffer is, 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 is right anyway um, I suppose I am supporting Leeds because uh, my dad supports Leeds Leeds and Bowles I couldn't take two <laughs> <laughs> more, more, more miserable clothes to follow uh. um, but um, I wouldn't have it any other way. Mm. But I would. I'd love it to be winning games. But well, you're not. You're not going to be winning games under a US resident now in Leeds, Jesse Marsh. But uh, we look at Liverpool and Leeds as kind of injuries at the minute. I was looking at Leeds as injuries earlier. They actually haven't got that many. Um, missing yeah. Adam yeah. Forshaw and Stuart Dallas at the minute. Obviously Dallas, but well, he done his leg in, didn't he? He got yeah. broke his leg. Yeah. I think. He done his. ACL, I think it was, or he broke a shin bone, something like that. Yeah, he's been out for a while, but he's back soon. Not that it will make too much of a difference to the squad. It's not really where we're struggling at the moment. Liverpool are without Artur, which is, I mean, probably a good thing. Jota, Matip, and Diaz as well. They're all long-term injuries. Um, Thiago, Canate, Nunes, and Naby Keita have all trained this week, so they're expected to at least feature either against Ajax or against Leeds the weekend, of course. Liverpool... Find themselves ninth in the table, four wins, four draws, and three losses on 16 points. While Leeds find themselves 18th with two wins, three draws, and six losses um, <laughs> in in their piss themselves on the other line. But um, what have you made so far this season? And it's been it's been a bit of a weird one for Leeds. Yeah, well, look, at the start of the season, we've got a really good win at home the Wolves, and then we hammered Chelsea. And like you said, we watched that game when we were away, and we really we. 
outplayed them like we were great in that game. Um, and the thing is, like, it's—I was only saying this to my dad earlier on. It's not we haven't been playing that badly. We're just in the two boxes, like mm. defensively and then um, defensively, and as well, like we're just—it's just really, really poor. Like it's not putting away chances. Like Detroit, we have to try so hard to score a goal, and then we just kick goals away so easily. Mm. Um, but I mean, this could have been rectified over the past couple of years by signings, and it never happened. And so I don't really play too much of the blame with Jesse Marsh. I know a lot of fans do, but there's a lot of fans that don't as well. Mm. Um, in the Premier League, you get punished for, for not taking your chances and, and giving away too many easy chances, you know? Yeah, and <clears throat> we'll just look at Liverpool and Leeds' head-to-head record since Leeds came back. <laughs> I, was, I don't want to talk <laughs> um, Leave it out, Leeds. It's, Le- it's Leeds' third season since getting promoted from the Championship um, obviously Bielsa was in charge for three of these games or four it could have been the four games I think he was in charge of September the 12th 2020 seems like a long time ago now Liverpool 4-3 winners over Leeds on the opening game of the season Salah with a hat-trick Van Dijk on the score sheet Jack Harrison Patrick Bamford and Klitsch on the score sheet for Leeds fast forward then to April 2021 in the midst of Super League do you remember this debacle Jesus Christ Leeds won Liverpool won Llorente with a Late equaliser. I think we were watching that in my house, Ian, weren't we? It was fucking. <laughs> it was a. Uh, what's your man's name? He has something to do with Crystal Palace. I think it's Steve Parrish. Was on Sky Sports with Gary Neville and Carragher. And it was just like. It was like, what are you doing on the telly? But, uh, we were all sitting there filming and watching before. And then we look at <clears throat> a year later, fast forward a year later, go over to the 12th September 2021. It was Leeds and Liverpool again. This time in Ellen Road, and it was a 3 0 win for Liverpool. Salah, Fabinho, and Mane on the score sheet for the Reds that day. And then February this year was one of Bielsa's last games, I think. Liverpool 6, Leeds 0, Mo Salah with 2, 2 penos. Matt upon the score sheet, Mane with 2, Van Dyke with a goal late on as well. You could go back years into the Premier League, and you, you know yourself, in we are Premiership loyal, uh, Premiership years loyal on this podcast. What was your favourite memory of Leeds versus Liverpool in the Premier League, if you have one? Um, so, yeah, well, I don't really... I haven't got many to choose from, really. <laughs> um, I I think the Duke has scored four. Obviously, I don't mm. remember it, but I think that that's one of the one of the great moments in Premier League history, not just Leeds. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'd say the atmosphere on the ground that day was unbelievable, but there were four great goals. The Duke mm. obviously loved that Leeds. Um, great game. Great win as well, and great finishes as well. That's the type of player. If we had a Viduk in the team, they would be winning more games than um, than we have so far. But other than that, I would say one that I can remember. Um, I know we lost the four three game, the first game in the Premier League. But for me, that was a big thing. Like it was the first time I'd ever watched Leeds in the Premier League mm. after watching them be so poor for so many years. It was like it was great to actually watch a Leeds team playing the Premier League, and it was a great game as well. I know we lost, but like we weren't expecting to win anyway. But um, I'd say that was that was a good memory for me, just to see Leeds back in the Premier League for the first time. Yeah, I'm kind of along the same lines. Like I have written here about Viduka because I remember during COVID watching the like the Premiership years religiously because we all had time in our hands, and I'm a, a steaming loser girl when it comes to the Premiership years. But um, Viduka were four that day, and you're kind of going, "What the fuck?" It was a great game. Um, but yeah, that four three um, on the opening day of the season that obviously was when Liverpool went in. As league champions, it was the first for Liverpool coming into a Premier League season as champions. And 
to be honest with you, I remember talking to you the days before and we were like, yeah, Liverpool are going to win 3 or 4 nil handily, but Leeds turned up in the day and they were unreal. Harrison as well, I love the fella, he's, he's such a good player, Kieran, and uh, yeah, so we'll get into it, Kieran, I'll let you go with the first prediction because I feel like you've been left down the cold here looking at the Champions League highlights. Um, your prediction for Liverpool and Leeds? I can't see anything other than a Liverpool drubbing. Um, I'm sorry, Ian. But um, oh, I, th- I think it's going to be... Honestly, Liverpool aren't in great form either, but I'd, I'd say 2 or 3 nil to Liverpool. Easily. Your prediction for the match on Saturday, you know? I think, I think I do think we'll play well, but I don't think we'll be good enough at the back to stop you from scoring a few goals. So mm. I'm going to say 4-1. Yeah. And if Junior Beerpo's playing, it'll be safe. <laughs> um, to be honest with you, I... I I'm along the same lines like look Liverpool aren't playing great but I do think if the likes of Nunes and Salah are playing and obviously Firmino's in great form you do expect them to get chances I think that's what Forrest done well the weekend was not giving away too many chances all of Liverpool's opportunities came from set pieces um, Leeds haven't won a game in 8 games and Forrest hadn't won a game in 9 games when they came against Liverpool so it has the potential to be a banana skin and I wouldn't necessarily be too surprised if Leeds nick something. Um, just getting back to the game itself, Kieran, my prediction is Liverpool 4, Leeds 2. I think Liverpool have the tendency they can see goals this season. But I think, again, to defence like Leeds, they can definitely get goals. Um, and I'd fancy Darwin Nunes to be on the score sheet, should he be fit. Um, but yes, that's my prediction, Liverpool 4, Leeds 2. And that's that's all from us, Kieran. Can I, can I add another prediction in? Go on, Please. so... Junior Fairpoke to be the worst player on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the Marcus Alonso. That, 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 like, that sounds like a bit of a spoiler rather than a prediction, to be fair. It's not even a prediction, it's a fact. <laughs> but, um, he, he is the worst player I've ever seen. <laughs> he's he's woeful. He wouldn't even, I tell you, if Bowes were signing him, I'd go, no, he's terrible. But yes, thank you, you for the <laughs> Thank you for joining our Liverpool Leeds preview. Um, we're going to send it back to the podcast now where the lads are answering your questions. We're move on really, really quickly. Um, get it out. Get out this Manchester. week. Um, I get it out, Curran, is, I mean, again, the usual spoof. Um, the questions this week, I, I mean, I'm panicking in a way. They're, they're funny questions as usual Karen. Oh, well, that's good. I say funny they're, they're charming I suppose and way, is there a lot of them or is there a bit of a break this I don't know there's, there's a good few there's enough right. for, there's enough for this part okay. um, we'll start off of course with Gary the stalwart of Get It Out I think he he lives for this Gary God bless him you met Gary on Saturday actually I did yeah, yeah. Flannery's yeah. paparazzi paparazzi <laughs> I said to Gary I was like did he recognise it Gary was like yeah I went up and said to him I was like Kieran just would not recognise you when it was. Did you recognise him? I did, I, I knew who it was. Yeah. yeah, we did the draft for him. Yeah, okay, alright, yeah. don't get so offended. Oh, oh. <laughs> Gary, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fucking Gary, what? <laughs> uh, we will jump in real quick, right? Gary says, what player would you like your team to sign in January? Kieran, I'll start with Chelsea. Uh, no, honestly, um, I, I'd love a midfielder. I'd love a creative midfielder. To answer your question, uh, Jude Bellingham. Um, yes, Kieran. I for Liverpool, um, I would also like Jude Bellingham. <laughs> so I, I would, you know, I would love Jude Bellingham. 
Um, the rumor going about now is Frankie De Jong in January, which I mean doesn't He's being held hostage. It doesn't really get me going. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but yes, to answer the question, Jesus Christ, to get back to it, um, I suppose Frankie De Jong, Ibrahim Sangare, or Jude Bellingham is who I want. Um, Gary says your go-to Chinese takeaway order. It's a tough one, Gary. I'm not gonna lie. Don't make me hungry. I'd probably probably play it safe. Spice bag, extra chicken, no veg, curry sauce, rice, and a hug from me ma after because it does be very filling. Oh. What about you, girl? <laughs> um, I'd also play it safe. I like all reliable chicken curry and chips. I've recently taken the spice bags, but they're not my top tier Chinese order. Mm. So I go chicken curry, chips, and chicken balls. Nice. All the way, baby. He also says, what is your pizza toppings of choice? Which is a very interesting question, Gary. I was eating a pizza of Aldi earlier. Um, and it's from their gourmet range. And it was uh, pepperoni, chorizo, salami, and I don't know what the little balls of cheese are called. Mozzarella balls. Is it mozzarella yeah, balls? So, yeah. And then there was like, obviously, grated cheese on it as well. But when I when I cooked it and took it out of the oven, I put honey, a, a drizzle of honey. And a, a barrel load of chili flakes on it. And it was absolutely, um, as a good friend of mine, Kilo would say, banging. Right. It was delicious. Kieran, your pizza toppings of choice. Honestly, you put me onto this, to be honest. Jalapenos um, as well. Yeah. Pepperoni and jalapenos. Mm. Yeah. I think that is... A, it's gold, isn't it? It is a dangerous combo. Mm. Like, you'd be on the jacks the day after, but it's, <laughs> it's unbelievable. It tastes lovely. When you're eating it, it's great. And I think the back page one in particular is really nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we also he also says bucket list stadiums to go to. Um, and I'm purely not just saying it's because Origi's playing for Milan. I genuinely want to go to the San Siro so badly before it um, gets redeveloped. I really want to go to it. I think part of it is because some of my like memories, early memories watching Champions League football was Torres scoring against Inter Milan in the San Siro. AC Milan and Inter Milan beating Barcelona at San Siro. Do you remember that season when Barcelona's best team ever and Inter Milan stopped them in the San Siro? I think of Bale beating Inter Milan. Like I just think of the San Siro when I think the Champions League. So it's a place and I will be going to it this season. I don't give a show Um I will be going to the San Siro some stage. But yes, that is my bucket list stadium to go to Kiran. Your bucket list stadium. Um, to be add a bit of uh, vibrancy, I'm not going to say the same one, but I'd, I'd agree with you on the San Siro. I think that's mm. a great stadium. Um, I'd probably go somewhere in Germany. I'd go to the Yellow Wall. I want to go to the Yellow Wall very badly. I think it'd be a great laugh. Mm. Uh, I want to go to Celtic Park because I've never been. Mm. And um, probably the Allianz Arena as well, to be honest. Yeah, I want to go to I want to go watch Celtic play. Mm. Big time. Yeah. Mm. Um, ben Casey, shout out to Ben Casey's sister as usual, says, best part of a jammy dodger, Kieran. He says, shortbread is a dark horse. I think it's, you t- you bite the top off it for me mm. and you start licking all the cream off and then you leave the jammy part to the, to the, the and that's the best part. I'm so uncomfortable. Sorry. As you said all that, I was... But, and it must be said. I know, I, I, I'd agree, but I didn't yeah. think you'd explain it like that. Sorry. Yeah. You lick the cream. <laughs> Do you dip your jammy dodgers in tea? No, that's disgusting. Yeah, no, it is. I agree. I'm just, I'm just asking that question. That's where I don't go. Um, yes, Ian says, keeping in with the Halloween spirit, favourite Halloween movie, Kieran. I'm not going to lie. 
wouldn't be the biggest Halloween fan so I don't really have a film here that comes off the top of my head um, but so I'll let you take it away I really like the Thriller music video and I actually I, I think it means like a film I know I like the Thriller music video okay. that's a good music video to watch Halloween and I also like the Goonies and I like is the Goonies a Halloween film? Uh, it's not really but it's scary um, and then <laughs> is the Goonies scary? <laughs> well, it's it's you know it's light scary. You know what I mean? Like, Rah! like, like that's yeah, scary. Yeah. yeah, I like Shrek as well. That's okay, weird. that uh, is not a Halloween film. I'm sorry, they take the piss now. <laughs> Halloween's good as well. The film <laughs> with Michael Myers. Ian says, <laughs> okay, <laughs> with Michael Myers. Do you know Welcome? Yeah, I do. Yeah, he walks fast. Um, the last question, thankfully. A bit of a thought-provoking one. Last one um, from Ian. He says, if you could travel back to a time in history, what would you travel to? Kiran? I'd probably go back to the future. Um, sorry, no, that, that's what the, the act itself is. But um, I'd probably go to the 80s, Adzi. I like, I like Mary <laughs> McFly. <laughs> and I like the, the, the thought of going back to a time when Back to the Future was created. I think that would be very ironic. And iconic. Like, like you. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> You're the most ironic person I've ever met me What's like. That's my point, right. exactly. Um, I would go, and I know Ains, Ains, Ains a fucking history teacher, like, so he's going to want this to be like, oh, go back to the Incas <laughs> or whatever. Um, I'm going to go back to like recent history. I'd love, I would have loved to have been at um, Italian ID. Wow, yeah. I would have yeah, loved to have been actually. at Italian ID. Yeah. And, more specifically as well, I would have loved. Alive for... Yeah, I would have been. I would have loved to have been uh, in America for the uh, World Cup as well. That would have been amazing. But yeah, that's that's kind of where I lie with that. That's I'm coming up. <laughs> Diana Ross missing missing the pedal, but the goal still explodes. <laughs> but yes, that is our podcast this week. Um, full of spoof, full of preview, full of. Slayton, the usual, the usual show. I, I don't know why, what people come to this and expect to listen to. Um, but yes, the usual show from us. Um, thanks once again for joining us, Kieran. Thank you for joining. And hey, you're welcome, Adam. I'm just being pleasant yeah. here, for thanks, fuck's sake. Um, and yes, thank you to the listener. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Spotify, YouTube, all that good stuff. We have content coming this week galore. Have a great Champions League week, everyone. Um, World Cup just around the corner. Whatever you think about it. Um, but yeah, that's it. We'll leave it there, so. We'll leave it there, so.